Spirit Radio Podcasts. Well, it's heading into autumn and our gardens are changing. And I'm delighted to say that Anne-Marie Barring from the Dorky Garden School is here to give us some great gardening advice for this time of year. Feel free to ask a few extra questions at 87 9292 Anne-Marie, very welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Lovely to be here. And lovely to have yeah. you back. Well, so what sort of things are happening in your garden at the moment? In and, my uh, garden. What are you mm. planning to do? Well, my garden, there's certainly, certainly a touch of autumn. And one of the nice things about autumn is that you um, have things like apples and plums and sometimes even um, if the squirrels don't get them, of course, um, berries of different types in your garden. Also, it's the time. It really is the time of, of seed saving from now on. Like if you I, I have a I had had beautiful sweet peas this year. They struggled because of the drought. I managed to hold on to them, but now I'm going to let them go to seed. So I'll have my seed for next year's sweet pea. Okay, so you're mm, letting them go cycle. to seed. And so you let them go to seed, you just let them sort of, you know, do well, their thing. Seeds are only viable when they are ready to be ready. In other words, they have to be they have to be brown. If they're if they're green, they're not they're not right they're not ready to um to sow. And sweet pea are a great example of that. But like any pea, they have their own little they're all of their own little packaging and they're they're very easy to save. And sometimes you might get ten seeds in a, in, a, in a pod, or you sometimes might even get two. And of course, because they're lying beside each other, you might end up with a sweet pea that's just totally unique and only only will be seen in your garden because of cross pollination, etc., etc., etc. But this is the season of change, which is great. And I'm as much as I absolutely adore the summer and the long evenings. It's kind of it's kind of nice to see the change coming into the garden as well. Mm. So, and and you know, what sort of things would you be advising? Uh, that we start to look at now that the the weather's on the change. Well, the weather's on the change. Um, yes, it's getting a bit cooler. Our ground is still very dry. You'll see things beginning to plants beginning to to die back, such as aconitum, which is a thing called monks, monkshood. And um, you cut you can you can cut that back. But also, this is the time for dividing plants, especially perennial plants. And uh, if you're going to do that, if you have a big clump of something, just dig, dig dig up as much of it as you can. Divide it. Sometimes you might even get three plants out of one. Or don't be too greedy. Take one, take Just divide it in half. Put one half back into the ground where it was already. Give it a good watering. Cut it back. Not totally to base. Cut it back a little bit. So it's that you're taking, giving, allowing the roots to regain some of its ener- their energy. And then plant the rest of it in another beside it if you want to or in another part of the garden so you can increase the number of the particular plant you have and give it a good watering or else pot it up and keep it until you know where you want to put it next year and um, this is an ideal time again autumn is because the soil is warm and the whole thing about planting um, seeds in autumn is that the so the soil is warm our, our plants in autumn if the soil is warm it'll allow the, root, the roots to grow and that quite often um, seeds sown in autumn will have very much better root systems, systems systems than seeds sown in the spring because they've been they will they'll start to grow and then as the light levels change and it gets a bit cooler they stop growing but this, the roots are there so then as soon as this, this, the message is given in spring for them to start growing again the roots are kind of well, fairly well established and they're stronger and the whole plant will start to grow again so this so is the time for it planting it is a good time mm. and also for taking cuttings um, all sorts of things. It's a busy, it's a busy time in the month. And if you have vegetable wells that you've emptied that nothing, have nothing in them, it's a good time to sow so, um, a green manure. And a green manure is basically is a crop such as um, could be phacelia or something like that, which will, which will, it's they produce flowers, produce. It would add to the soil, so that when that is mature, you just literally chop it up and put it back in the soil. It protects 
the soil as well from the point of view of erosion and leaching and, and add nutrients to your soil as, as well as uh, everything else and you're not exposing it to the elements. Mm. And um, th- th- you could be out picking as well, I suppose, at this time Oh yeah, of blackberry year. season, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, blackberry it's season. And I'm very lucky, a couple of years ago I planted um, a thornless variety of blackberry. So I have it going over an arch and everybody goes, oh my God, what are you doing with the, all those horrible blackberries growing there and all the thorns? I said, no, 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 no. That's my own private... Um, hedgerow <laughs> thornless blackberries yeah it's fantastic yeah, and they're fantastic and they're actually they're just getting right, nice and right now at the moment and of course the one of the advantages of the great lovely hot sunny summer was that a lot of fruit is very sweet this year um, very very sweet I, my gooseberries were absolutely amazing never tasted better um, I had some lovely plums and I was going to go out and pick them and next thing I realised they were gone. I, I'm pretty sure a squirrel must have come in and taken because I have noticed squirrels coming into the garden recently, which is um, which is a bit of a real a real serious problem. Yeah, grey squirrels, of course. Those we're not talking about red, beautiful red no, squirrels. No, not those beautiful redheads. Those grey heads not. coming and eating the plums. Yeah. Well, here's a couple of questions. Sure. I would describe myself as a lazy gardener, and I'm getting on in years. How can I still have a beautiful garden? Well, heavens. Well, I could be really smart and sassy and say just buy some nice silk flowers and tarmac and the whole thing over and paint it green or something like that. But no, obviously not. You won't do that because the whole thing about having a nice garden is the atmosphere. And if you have if you have hard surfaces like that and artificial flowers like that, you, you're you're knocking the atmosphere out of the garden. I suppose the best thing to do would be um, make sure that your beds are you you can you try and hoe your beds as often as you can with a long hoe and the hoe I use is called an oscillating hoe and I find that fantastic and once you nip the weeds in there as they're growing then you won't have a problem with weeds and the other thing too is that is you know again a good thick layer of mulch will also help suppress weeds and plant plants that will be long lasting and that's where the word perennial plants can be quite useful shrubs are very good in a garden they grow and they don't need an awful lot of care except once or twice a year and quite often gardens need just a very good going over maybe even just twice a year um have edging on your lawn so that you don't have to be clipping it um have membrane in some cases i actually hate the membrane the mypex stuff because it eventually comes up but membrane this is a mypex it's called mypex and it's plastic and quite often you'll see it in public areas Mm -hmm. and eventually it will loosen up and it's going to always be there uh, it's it's not great, but in some situations it can be good. Another s- suggestion actually is not to use mypex, but to use just literally newspaper and then put your mulch on top of that. And then the newspaper will break down and the mulch will break down eventually as well, but at least it's it's cleaner and better. Um, wow. Well, lazy gardener. Yeah. So... Well, you know, if you don't, it's sometimes you can be lazy, but sometimes it's not. you're not so lazy. It's just that you don't have the time to do it. And a little, a little and often can be quite rewarding as well. Little and often. Yeah. You don't need to kill yourself. No. Here's a text. My father remembers getting paid to collect blackberries. They were used as dye in clothing. That's from Joe. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, lots of, I mean, a natural dye. Wow. And, well, you, mm. well we, we, know, we know when we drip it on our clothes yes. that it's, it does very good dye. When di- I see it on my dying. children's fingers, I can tell. Yeah. It's well, been excellent I mean, dye. O- o- most, pla- most plants, I mean, where did we get our original dyes? It was from lots of different types of plants. Yeah, well, you know? golly, those natural dyes. Well, uh, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if it's a it's a paying uh, thing anymore to to pick blackberries for dye. But how fascinating! Well, t- well for eating maybe. Yeah, I have a beautiful poplar in my back garden, and also a silver birch. How often should I thin them? 
And do I always have to hire a professional to do it? Apparently, opportunity to talk about uh, well, what trees. about trees? Yeah, so trees and gardens. So if you, so how often should you? Yeah, because I find trees a bit confusing. You don't want to be lopping things off a tree, do you? Really, but you have to sort of prune it cleverly. Do you? Well, how uh, do you do it? Tree, when you're, be careful what you plant. For start, choose your tree wisely. In other words, if you have a small garden, choose a small tree. Because trees want to grow, they want to be massive. Uh, in my own garden, I have a eucalyptus tree and it's there about 60 years and it is huge. And the other thing it does, unfortunately, is that it drains all the garden of all, all its moisture because it's very, 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 very thirsty. It does nothing for wildlife. It's quite, an, it's in a very attractive tree, yes, but that's it. So coming back to the popular, poplars are tall, narrow trees, look amazing along uh, a line in Italy or on the wrong the wrong land in Italy or France or somewhere like they are massive trees so they they really shouldn't be planted in a suburban garden um, they are too big because they want to grow too big um, the birch silver birch betula as we like to call them um, lots of different types you've got weeping ones and you've got very upright is betula the Latin for the birch the botanical name for the betula jacmontii is quite a popular one and they're beautiful trees because you they're beautiful white box and that's really what you're growing them for is their lovely white bark in winter um, they are usually the first to put on leaves and the, and the first to lose them in the, in the autumn um, trees want to grow tall they want to grow tall and if you cut if you cut the tops off them they're just going to bush out so the thing about trees is that if they're getting a bit t- heavier you might be a bit nervous of them is to thin them it's just it's to literally take out just go through the tree and prune it and let so as to allow the air through go through it if a tree is clogged up with ivy for example the air can't go through so therefore the tree will rock can rock and over time the roots can be broken and then the tree can be damaged so there are lots of beautiful small trees that you can buy for your garden or slow growing trees that can grow very well in your garden but be careful what you plant and another thing too is to the aspect if you if you know you're going to plant if you're planting a tree that you know is going to become very big choose you know where is it going to shade the garden and choose it be careful from the point of view of planting position um, the other thing too is that uh, you know trees can give great variety you can have flower you can have smell, you can have the bury. And I suppose our, our native hawthorn is probably a really, really good example of that. Can be a, it's, 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 an, it's a hedgerow tree, common as muck as you might say, but no, the, one of the most beautiful trees as far as I'm concerned that you can have in your garden. And you can actually prune it. From the point of view of, should I bring in a professional? Well, for safety and for doing it right, absolutely. And a good professional, you know, he'll have all the gear. He'll have, and he'll, t- he'll, he'll be able to shred it for you, which is a big thing. Now, it's ex- it can be expensive because it depends on how much time is involved and what's involved. And when I say expensive, it's because it, nothing is not, you know, if you want good work done, you have to reward somebody. And also, they have big expenses as well, insurance, etc. So yeah, you, you know, somebody who's working properly, you'll know. Yeah. And right. it is very, it is worthwhile bringing in somebody who knows what they're at. If you really, if you need it, bring someone in. Absolutely. It's worth it. Um, Especially with about, trees. Um, what about trees and, and the yield of fruit? You were talking about a great yield of, you know, plums. plums. And, and apples and everything. How do you know? I mean, what's the, what's the way of predicting what you're going to get? I mean, it goes in cycles, doesn't it? Well, it can be. It's some, tr- some apple trees, for example, um, they, they need cross-pollination. They need, some trees produce better fruit than others one year and better the next year. Um, Quite often, if we look back at our spring, if we know we've had a good spring or a bad spring, and if we've had a good spring, for example, we, we, I remember one year, many years ago, um, we had a very early spring, 
Um, apple trees were full blossom, absolutely fantastic. The bees were out buzzing because bees will only fly at certain temperatures and if it's too windy, they won't fly. If it's too wet, they won't fly. So they can't pollinate. Now, mind you, they're not the only pollinators, but they're the main pollinators for a lot of fruit. And um, then suddenly you might have four o'clock in the morning, you might have a frost and suddenly the flowers are killed and you wouldn't really notice it and you'd only realise the following September, like now or August, I've no fruit. Where is it? Now at plums, my own plum tree, I had an okay harvest last year not great this year I was having an okay harvest not great and I think maybe this, I think maybe the um, the blossom was damaged by by the coldness because we did late spring but I also have my suspicions because I did have fruit and suddenly I don't have fruit and it's not on the ground so the only thing only conclusion I can come to is that perhaps it was a grey squirrel <laughs> Not very that's happy the, with it. That's the theme of the day, Anne Marie. The, the squirrels eating the plums. Yes. How could you put a stop to it? You've got, you've got to stop these, these squirrely squirrels. I think the only the only way of thinking of squ- squirrels is may, maybe having a good prowly cat around the place <laughs> to frighten them off. Well, that's some advice for the day. Well, listen, before I let you go, you need to give us some. I mean, what's coming up with the Dorky Garden School? Anything exciting in the mix? Well, I'm still open to visitors. So if you'd like to come and visit the visit the garden, which is Mornington Garden, um, you're very you're very welcome. Just give me a call, um, and I have a nominal charge for coming for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next workshop I have, believe it or not, is not until October, I think, and I'm doing food fermentation. Oh wow! Because I say I'm Dorky Garden School, so I not only do do I do say gardening classes and courses or workshops, more workshops now, but I am very interested in you know the, how we how we how our how our bodies are from the point of view of of our gut and healthy lives so, and and food fermentation is something that interests me mm. so i have cu- some uh, fiona staunton coming to give that workshop in october i will only have about six places in that workshop so if you are interested in coming to that um please and it's a workshop and demonstration so please um book as early as you can because the places will be gone the places will be gone and of course dorky dorky no sorry www dorky gardenschool.com that's me dorkygardenschool.com that is you well i'm mary Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you for in. having me. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.